Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What a pair of barn burners, everybody. And Wilf delivers a screamer that is undone by a blade of grass. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, 10th of February. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Vidusha Hunteraja. What a great Wednesday of Premier League action, multiple games, all on at the same time, all live at the same time. Brass, how did you feel? Cheated that there were only four you had to watch simultaneously? Yeah, that's uh, exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it. You're a bit sad that like, what was it? The Bulls versus Hornets wasn't on a bit <laughs> earlier, so you could have snuck in for a bit of that Don't as well. try and fob me off with Eastern Conference. Just get on with the football. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Vesh? I'm good. I'm good. It was at the right. It was all at the same time, but it was the 50-minute stagger that it's means good, isn't it? when one is half-time, just switch over to the other mm. and you can just non-stop football because we haven't had enough football recently. That's true. So and you can what do you mean that. in the last two years? Yeah. 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 You can do the thing with the goals as well. You can play them back on. I like that function on BT. Yeah, they... Um, so, actually... You know the the NBA because you became you brought it up um, mm. in our presence. But you know the NBA do that three sixty where they go around whenever a game is going well, and obviously the NFL have their red zone. I noticed that every time I've been in Europe, maybe specific countries in Italy, but they have that roundup thing where they basically show the three o'clock kickoffs, but they don't show a specific game and they just go to the goals or the chances. Yeah, they it's they, brilliant. they they have um they have it in the Bundesliga conference they call it. Right, yeah. It's, it's, there used to be a German pub in Vauxhall in London where they would they would show that on a Saturday afternoon and you'd go in the pub and it would be full of people with all different shirts of different teams in. Oh, oh that's that so nice. Amazing. It's, it's great fun. Not, fun. Not kicking shit out of each other either. No. no, no. I'm glad we started in such a focused manner because you, there's two big games to get to, two really exciting games. So we should probably start with... Uh, Chelsea's nervy 1-0 win against Al-Hilal in the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Romani Lukaku on the score sheet again. Two goals, that is, in total since the big interview. Yeah. The one against Chesterfield. It is. <laughs> Don't say Chesterfield like that. They are a team. Well, Al-Hilal's a team. I don't hear you speaking up for them. It is, yeah. Uh, it, it is weird, actually, how the way that a lot of people look at the Club World Cup, isn't it? Because this will be... Like, going into the final... It'll be such a big deal in Brazil. It is such a big deal mm, in Brazil. Mm, for, so they for play Palmeiras on Sunday. Yeah. And, well, and Pep Guardiola tried to tell us that those are the two best sides in the world. Yeah. As, as a result, see, Chelsea I, and Palmeiras. I thought before that, that Pep Guardiola, never mind me, watched every game of football that was, was ever on. But uh, he clearly doesn't watch Palmeiras. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Sick Pam! A dig! Burn on Palmyras and Pep. Oh, they're just, they're just dull. I Are mean, you saying even, you've got a bigger even, football even... mind than Pep Guardiola? Is that no, what your claim is? No, I'm, 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 I'm... I think that actually is, though. I think, so. I think you are, Why Andy? have you shaved your head, Brass? <laughs> Well, that's that's the thing, actually. I haven't shaved it. It's all fallen out. <laughs> Due to extreme focus. <laughs> uh, all right, then. All right, then. Only joking. Let's get into the Premier League then. Oh, apparently it's Saturday for the Club World Cup final. My apologies to all of the huge fans of the FIFA Club World Cup who are hoping to see Chelsea storm to victory in that they're tense apparently because it's it's a big moment anyway Villa leads 3-3 the final score we're gonna start with that because there's so much bloody delicious stuff to talk about in that one isn't there I mean uh, where'd you begin a couple of goals on both sides for two excellent players I I, I thought um I actually so Jacob Ramsey and Dan James uh, the two people I'm talking about I actually thought Coutinho was the boy in this one yeah, Two assists and a goal. And it just made me actually fish, actually. Or maybe I'm in a bit of an annoyed mood, but it actually made me feel quite annoyed to think of him sitting on the bench and not the way he cut through the defence, the way he played so beautifully. Yeah, I'm excited to see him back playing properly and playing regularly. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. He uh, he didn't start that well, though. Mm. He, was, he was pretty rubbish at the, at the beginning. And then, yeah, had that assist for Jacob Ramsey, which was out of this world. I mean, I do agree with you that it's nice to see him playing again. I think... He was always going to do some damage against Leeds, given how open Leeds can be. Mm, yeah. But the the assist to Jacob Ramsey, that touch, he has this touch that he that Liverpool fans will be all too familiar with that Barcelona and Bayern Munich fans probably didn't see all that all that much. But he he's just able to throw an entire team the other way. Yes. Mm. It's not quite misdirection because you know what he's doing, but it's so subtle and it sets up the next touch so quickly, which in this case was a pass you know, back across him through to Ramsey that you can't really do anything about it. And it was, yeah, it was such a good ball. He's, he's, he's got a finesse, which is like a kiss, doesn't he? Yeah. It's like a real, you know, like a really tender kiss on the ball. And the way you celebrate... <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> well, also the way you celebrated, it was like, oh, I don't want to say bestial, but that is the word that comes to mind. It was, it was so, he celebrated so emphatically. So then yeah. it goes from the like tender kiss. What, the, what, what I particularly love about this, about the Coutinho performance, and about the game in general, it all felt quite like consequence-free, didn't it? Like going out for a big night when you haven't got work for two days. Because it, <laughs> yes. it, it, yes. it was, I don't think it is consequence-free, though, is it? it? Was, they look absolutely uh, knackered at the end. It was, it was great fun, but you know, it didn't really massively affect anything. I kind of feel that with Coutinho as well, really. The fact that, the fact that he can still do that, is not a surprise at all because if you've seen the sporadic occasions on which he's played for Barcelona and Bayern, it's clear that he still has it, and it's always mm. been clear that he still has it. They just didn't have a place for him. That's why he was mm. such a terrible signing for Barcelona yeah, because yeah. they they had nowhere specifically to put him. They didn't have a plan for one of the most expensive players in in, in football history. It's like keeping your Stradivarius in the attic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, got like... too many Stradivariuses. <laughs> what's, what's, what's that? It's like the most expensive violin in the world. Right, okay. Carry on, bro. Just up there with your llama, is it? <laughs> Alpaca, mate. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the point about llamas is they spit too far. You wouldn't have a llama. You wouldn't have a pet llama. You would if you could. Alpacas are smaller it. and more. In the attic, it can do as much spitting as it's like. Yeah. Right? Also, if you have a little window in the attic, it can act as like a defence, so it can like spit across the road at your neighbour. <laughs> 
Old Bertha Mason, the alpaca up in the attic. Lama, yeah. anyway, sorry, Brass, you were talking more yeah. usefully than us, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's lovely to see Coutinho doing his thing, but do we get to a point, I mean, obviously we can't know yet. It's, what I'm saying is it's fine to just Ooh. enjoy it aesthetically for the moment. Does it get to a point where it, purposes Villa where he can A, do it consistently and B, it purposes Villa so they can go to the next level. Now, mm. I, I suspect we're not going to know that till next season because he's going to play well enough to get signed permanently and that's when we find out if it's worthwhile. All right. If you see what I mean. He's not yeah. on the hype train. Okay. Two that, goals that, in two home games, was... just not enough for Andy Brassel. That's what we've learned No, but so, so, so you reckon that this is... Do you remember Adebayor used to do this where he played really well alone, get signed and then yeah. did nothing? Yeah. Do I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think this is a bit like that? Do you think he's playing for this move, basically? Um, I, I think he's he's delighted to be out of the attic. I, yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's that simple. And, you know, there's no reason why we, we shouldn't enjoy that. But I think leap into a conclusion about how he's going to do this or that to the Premier League or Villa. Or do we, do, we don't know yet and we won't know for a while. I so don't this think. kind of attitude, what I'm getting, is that you didn't probably even enjoy Dan James's opening megged goal. You just didn't even care to see him put it through the legs of Esri Kunza. <laughs> is that the kind of love of football chat we're in? We're feeling today, Andy yeah, Brassel? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Brass has got serious work to do. Can you tell he's got, <laughs> he's got a serious face on? So the, that was pretty awesome though, wasn't it? Dan James was amazing. He He's one of those players that, you know, because he used to play for Manchester United, I've seen him do good things and I've seen him do many not so good things. But the, but the thing I always come back to with James is that when he does well, it's joyous. Mm. The way he celebrates is so pure. And it it's good, I think, because he, I feel like his confidence is very brittle. I know, So for example, uh, yeah. he scored two goals here. I don't, really think he'll take that confidence into the weekend because it'll depend how he starts the game on the weekend. Right. He's a very modern United player in that I think in other eras... As in not at United anymore. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, I was going to say, in other eras, I could have imagined him being pretty good for United. But Under they're, Ferguson they're, with a defined role yeah, yeah, they're, they're, in the squad. They're just not very good at developing players anymore, yes, are, are, are 100%. they? And um, I think that's quite a lot to recover from. Yeah, no, definitely. Look, it, it, it clearly broke him because when he signed for United it was such a huge deal and they just spat him out basically in a way even before they moved him on to Leeds but yeah he's um I don't know how he scored that second goal I don't even think because of the height difference between him and Mings <laughs> so this is when he out jumped Tyrone yeah I don't think he should be given that goal because it's surely not within the within our realm a possible possibility do you know what I mean the laws of oh, it must be you say that. I, I grew up on Dennis Wise headers it's definitely possible <laughs> Fine, yeah. I, I love the right. Dennis Wise header <laughs> mainly a diving header I preferred a diving header right okay yeah, yeah. Well, did you notice with that obviously James made someone for that first goal but for Coutinho's goal mm. the Leeds defender who closed him down didn't want to be megged and that's why it went in Whoa. because if, he, if he'd opened himself mm. up a bit he would, it, I think he would have hit his right foot but his immediate reaction, having gone to Coutinho, was to close his legs. Wow, I did not notice that. I thought it was just because Coutinho shifted his weight and it it made him react that way. No, no, no. When you see, when you see it, he, the defender actually gets a good look at the ball before it's struck mm. and decides to close his legs. Maybe that's beneficial. It's harder to save through his legs and you know that it's going either side of you mm. to keep him still. Well, perhaps there's a slightly better chance of getting it. But yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. It looked like he was saving embarrassment over 
saving the goal, which I'm sure isn't the case. But well, I don't know. I think that's actually quite a good option. As we cons- <laughs> actually, if we summarise his performance as this, it makes it sound like he had a really absolutely terrible night, didn't it? Because he was also sent off for two yellows. The second of which, I mean, I suppose it's the sort of yellow that you're like, we're a fan of, or his teammates would be a fan of. Would they? What? Kind of elbowing that, like they played like the last fifteen thrust, minutes with trying with to thrust the keep. Okay, but in the scheme of yellow cards, no. Okay, fair enough. No, I was just thinking a kind of attempt to tackle an Amazier to the ground. No, but he should. I, but he was trying to stop him from taking it quickly. There were yeah, there exactly. Much, but there were much better ways, better ways of doing, of doing that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also, he turned it into semi-violent conduct. Yeah, he did actually elbow him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Daft. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he gave him the opportunity. He gave them ten men, and he gave them the opportunity to run the clock and get coach as yeah well. that's a good point actually. I mean yeah. it was incredibly stupid I agree yeah. I suppose I was just imagining that the intention was correct even if it was incredibly poorly executed what did you what, <laughs> what did you liken this game to earlier uh, I, I think a big night out when you've got the following two days off right okay because I saw this as more of a house party where everyone's having a great time and then someone concert headbutt, headbutts a hole in the wall yeah. and you're like <laughs> For fuck's sake! Like, this was a lot of fun, and now it's and then the whole thing descended after that. People were just getting kicked in the air. Did you see like Rafinha trying to scuff the ball off Ashley Young and nearly took his head off? <laughs> it's the, it turned into quite an absurd. Yeah, game. I mean, that's that's the point at which people are eating the worm in the tequila bottle. With yeah. Them. yeah, yes, exactly. With a scorpion. Yeah. Have you done that? No, not recently. Well, not recently. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it, yeah. Speaking of violence, uh, Bordeaux's new signing, Danilo Ignatenko, who has the nickname Ukrainian Vinnie Jones, said last week, I can't promise you that I'm not going to receive cards. Fine. Don't make promises you can't keep. On Sunday, he got a straight red card seven minutes into his debut. It'd make him look smarter if he'd have said, I can promise you I will we'll get, get cards. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And the first one will be a red, just to really stamp my authority on the game. Why yeah. is he named why is he, Which they lost 5-0. Why is he nicknamed after Vinnie Jones who, whose last professional game came in 1999? A lot of X-Men fans in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the juggernaut bitch, yeah. <laughs> Could be. Um, I feel like we missed out giving a lot of people credit here because I thought there were so many good performances but finally I guess Jacob Ramsey. So, uh, Joe Cole described Jacob Ramsey as poetry in motion. So the Ramsey thing is really interesting because I think one of the things I fall into, a bad habit I fall into, is that extrapolating a manager's career into the effect that they'll have on yes. their team or someone within their team. Yeah. But he looks like Stevie G a bit. But yeah, because one of the, <laughs> but one of the well, he doesn't, I don't, he doesn't play like Stevie G, but one of the criticisms of Ramsey was that he, was, he would get it and give it, even though people knew he was a good runner with the ball. That was one of the things that youth coaches at Villa used to talk about, apparently. And Gerard came in and immediately said, why don't you make those runs into the box? Why don't you burst from deep? Because we need a bit more support up there. Why don't you be a bit more confident with the ball, carry it forward a bit? And he's been, you know, a totally different player since Gerard's come through. That second goal, his, sorry, Ramsey's second goal in particular was brilliant. The arriving late and also just the composure Mm. to tuck it high into the, you know, top corner. Yeah, I, I do wonder if that's Gerard or whether that's just a voice from outside. You know, who's maybe yes. like a bit disattached from it. Who sees although, you with clean eyes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah although yeah. having having said that, I don't think it's a a bad thing or dumbing down to say that you know, player who was amazing in position X can pass on some wisdom. I mean, you look at like Vincenzo Montella, for example. 
incredible striker whisperer, whatever you think of him <laughs> as a coach, throughout his career. And he's, okay, at, well. at the moment, making Balotelli good again, which, well, it's pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah, that is pretty good. He should become Balotelli's life coach. Maybe he already is. Yeah. Someone's drafting a sitcom. <laughs> I'd watch that. I would watch that. Let's get uh, further down the table to Norwich 1, Palace 1. Uh, 38 seconds before Timo Pukki scored. And then an absolute screamer from Wilfred Zaha, followed by... I mean, we've seen actually a hell of a lot of bad penalties recently because of all those penalty shootouts in the Afghan. But that was... I think the reaction to the missed penalty was very important because it took the replay to see what happened to his standing foot. When you initially see it, you just think, that is one of the worst penalties <laughs> I've ever seen. And, and you know, he had to he had to mime what had happened. But both things to can be true out, still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was I mean, like... but what my point is, it wasn't enough for stick right, it wasn't Beckham in Turkey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or, or even, even in Lisbon, you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was more of a subtle slip, wasn't it? It was the, um, it, it's, it, it's what happens when you play a new FIFA and they've cho- totally changed the penalty mechanics. Right. Yeah. Right. I've okay. done that a few times in a video game. But what I felt fun was really interesting was the disconnect between fans ridiculing him and ex pros because mm. all the ex pros were like, oh, that happens. Oh, yeah, because they understand the fact that once his standing foot goes, he's got no chance. Mm. So it doesn't really matter where it goes. He's, he's missing and it's mm. going to look comical. Because in the BT studio, um, so I saw it at the end of the Villa Leeds game, but in the studio, they're like, oh, yeah, it happens. They totally, like... Didn't care. Yeah, they didn't show more replays of it. And then they went, well, he scored that incredible goal. Let's talk about that. There was, a, there was huh. It felt like, um, you know, you do get it in certain sections of, of any industry where they just rally around their own. And it was in an understandable way because obviously they, they get what happens and also that goal was outrageously good. Yeah, mm. and emphasising the positive actually is not necessarily something that often happens in a studio. Exactly, yeah. And, uh, and that point may link to why everyone goes on about VAR so much because it's a good way of not talking about the mistakes that fellow pros have made. That's a very, very good point as well. Or even before that, just talking about referees generally, yeah. 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 And I suppose that goal also shows that like, look, if he can do that, he can score a penalty. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, well, can, it's always that, a funny. Yeah. There's always a funny criticism that, isn't it? Because presumably pros are there to bring the pros' perspective, mm. and presumably the pros' perspective is extreme self-belief and blaming anything <laughs> that goes wrong on the referee. So why the hell are they all pundits? You're so right. <laughs> I mean, it works, right? So who would be who would be good to get in there if we flip that on its head? Yeah, for someone who is, who is is totally lacking in self-confidence, who goes on there and, and so. Are yeah, you making I'll, a pitch for the football ramble? <laughs> to, to be honest, funny. I do feel like sometimes when we see something amazing happen and Jim goes, well, I would have, I would have shattered my clavicle doing that. And one of us like, oh, God, I don't know how they did that. I would rather watch that on TV than someone being like, well, he just cut inside, use the laces, isn't he? So, easy. <laughs> yeah, playing it down. Um, I think if they had you in the studio sort of doing some sort of Photoshop of Wilfred Zaha falling in a canal, that would be entertaining, wouldn't it? I don't think people watching me do a Photoshop is while I'm like laughing at my own joke. I might be watching the screen. finished Photoshop yeah. rather than you right. actually doing okay. it. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that's a better way of putting it. Yeah, yeah that, the behind-the-scenes yeah. content of Fish doing it would be the, <laughs> would be the addition. To yeah. I'm like Banksy. No one gets to see the process. <laughs> you, look, like, you know, like Hoddle celebrating uh, Lucas Moura's third in that uh, IX game. It'd be like that. It'd be basically like that. Uh, yeah, look. 
Let's talk about these two teams, though, generally. Uh, since Palace beat Norwich 3-0 in late December, they've not won a league game. It is looking tasty and toasty and uncomfortable down at the bottom of the table. That's the thing. I think a lot of people look at Palace and think they're fine because they have good players and they're good to watch. I'll tell you what, they draw a lot as well. Mm. That That is the thing. And there's always, there's often a team that looks too good to get down who gets dragged into it. I think the thing that holds me back on thinking like Palace could get themselves into trouble is simply there are so many bad teams between yeah. them and the bottom of the, and only three the, go the, down. the, the yeah. table. But you, you can't rule that out. I think if you look at the little changes that have, have happened, like Watford getting Hodgson, mm. Burnley getting the best striker in Europe... Newcastle United. Yeah, there, there is that. Uh, Newcastle well, United having it, a so good half. Oh, so it can't hurt. Yeah, so it can't, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's actually a brilliant, a doubly brilliant signing then. <laughs> yeah. I tried to sneak in that bit about Valt Veghorst and I, I didn't follow up the, the second point enough. Well, enough, well so. to, to be fair, you're the only person who can get away with that because we would never question anything you say about football. <laughs> as, as, we you question that. as we showed last summer. In our Dark Horses chat on the Euros. You're going to have to move on from that at some point. Poor old Soyuncu still yeah, suffering. Get over the fact you should have picked the checks. And, you know. Yeah. But the, um, the, I think the other thing with Palace, and this is more anecdotal because I've, I've covered them quite a few times this season, mm. is that they've had quite a few what-if moments. They've, they've had a lot, of ga- a lot of games that they should have won, obviously with all the draws. Brighton home game's the big one, wasn't the it? The Brighton yeah. home game, yeah, where Morpay scores that injury time... Equalizer. It feels like the content is better than the results, doesn't it? A hundred percent. There is a lot of trust the process about Palace, isn't there? Yes, exactly. And as you would have from you know when you've got a former Arsenal man in charge, mm. is, there is a lot of process involved. But they have played some really Palace, good stuff. You should, you should trust the process. A hundred percent. You yeah. actually should. Like yeah. they're, they're not. What are they? No disrespect to Palace fans. I love going to Selhurst Park. You have a great stadium and you're potentially a great team. But like, what are they working for this season? Not going down. They're not, you're not trying to tell me they're going to go down. There's no chance they're going down. So absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm they saying, should be I'm trusting the process. I'm saying it's unlikely. I'm, not saying, I'm saying it's not impossible. Well, you, if have you, you look, seen the teams in the bottom three? I already, I already said. But, but, yeah. I, but I, I think even the results they've got so far show that they... I don't think they'd go down. So they've drawn a lot of games. They've drawn the most in the bottom half. Mm. They've lost the least, though. They've only lost eight. And Leicester, I think, have also lost eight. But they've got three games... In Hanover Palace, one of those they played tonight. Burnley have only lost eight. Fun fact. Burnley, well, yeah, okay, yeah. They haven't, um, they haven't played that many. <laughs> but yeah, well, exactly. So they've all got games in hand. Leicester are probably going to go to nine when they play Liverpool tonight. Is anyone else looking forward to Burnley's five-game week later in the season? Are we? I'm looking forward to that. They should just play a test match. <laughs> they should just play a test match. How would that? How would that? Have you thought about how that would work exactly? No, I just heard five days and thought of something. Oh, I recognise that from the other thing I do. Yeah. So what they just play? They can have a test match for you, is a there? D- <laughs> test matches would be fun if you had a different opponent each day. Yeah, it like would say be, one, one of the teams stayed for five days and then they had a rotating cast. England could do well by you know playing test matches like that because they haven't lasted five days in a while. <laughs> you need someone to fill in the other couple. But yeah, I mean, why not? Just just hammer them all out. Hammer them all out. Hammer them all out. Yeah, just just get it done. You know, when you've got something important to do, do it quickly. Yeah, just don't worry yeah, about yeah. the results. Get it done. Exactly. <laughs> That's actually supposed Great to be quite good advice. Words. That's quite supposed to be quite good psychological advice. Just, just like, like on the higher higher power league in Rossendale, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah, all good. Not winner stays on. It'd probably be loser stays on by the third game, wouldn't it? But yeah. yeah, just get it done, mate. I actually think that might be the most fun way of watching Burnley do their five games. So fine. <laughs> 
Respect. Respect to you, Vish. There's plenty more of this nonsense after the break. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and YouTuber Chris Broad as we offer you a taste of life in the most exciting country in the world on our podcast, Abroad in Japan. Whether it's crazy bars, unique vending machines, or tips for learning Japanese, we cover it all. Recently, we even heard a particularly unique chat-up line. While we were chatting, a local Japanese guy in his early 30s made his way over to me and started chatting in broken English. Our chat about general stuff was going all right before he proudly announced... I like big girls. To me, wow. <laughs> to me, with a wink. Truly flattering, <laughs> flirting right there. Search Abroad in Japan wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Abroad in Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. London is blue. And when the third goal went in, I was simply purring. (laughs) 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 Welcome back back to the Football (laughs) Ramble, everybody. It's me, Vish and Brass, with you this Thursday. This Thursday. And now it's time for an email. I have an email from Paul McManaman. Sounds a bit like Pro Evo McManaman, but um, <laughs> I'll move on from that. I was watching a 10-minute clip on YouTube of Roberto Carlos's best moments. Quick aside, he's probably the only player to a defensive overhead kick as a special move. Mm-hmm. I remember when he got it wrong in France in 98 and Brian Laudrup scored, didn't he? Yeah. At the back post. Um, and it doesn't work all the time. That, that, that is one of my favourite acrobatic errors. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that, yeah. yeah. I, mine are all in the Olympics. Um, 
Obviously, on this compilation was the tournoi free kick for the umpteenth time. While admiring its physics-bending glory, I noticed the ball actually hit the post on the way in rather than sailing around the wall directly into the net, as in my memory. A clear case of the Mandela effect in football or mismemory, the misremembering of a 40-year-old brain already on the downward slope. Who can say? It got me thinking, and I wondered if any of you have had similar incidents in the football annals that you were convinced has been lost in the multiverse. You know what, Paul? I thought I was going to be sick there for a second because I thought you were going to say, on closer examination, it was deflected, slash the goalkeeper got fingers on it. Oh, God. Oh, but really either, either, either of those things would have pushed me over the edge, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. It was enjoyable to rewatch, though. Yeah. It does... Um, I don't know. I, I I knew it hit the post. I think it, that, that doesn't make it worse. In a way, it makes it. No, it makes it better. Better. Because yeah. yeah. it, 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 it goes. It pings. Pings yeah. in nothing. But it, p- the... it pings and then rattles the um the side netting like a you know like a snooker ball going into a pocket. Yes. There was a satisfaction to that. Yeah, I yeah. really liked it. I thought about this. I don't have necessarily have anything that is lost in the football annals, but there's something I always there's something I remember fondly that very few other people do, and it always involves me getting out my phone and showing them. But the best assist... is some sort of skill you did, isn't it? No, no, that, that, that's <laughs> always straight on Insta, so everyone's seen it. <laughs> At Vito underscore if you want to follow. <laughs> I knew you know it. Oh, the layups, the layups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some basketball content in there for, for the baller heads, yeah. But yeah, so, so one of the best assists slash three balls I've ever seen is Harry Kuehl to Robbie Keane at Portman Road. In I think it was the 2001-2 season. I think I got that right. It's it hasn't been bettered in my eyes since. But very few people have seen it. I think Leeds only won the game two one. Um, but it is the best assist I've ever seen. And yeah, I, and every time I bring it up, whenever we have these kind of conversations, um, no one else has seen it, so I have to show them on my phone. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So I, I had on my on a previous phone. I had it saved because it came up so much. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. That is. <laughs> Give it a watch and write in if you think Vish is a, a genius or a mad fool. No, but I'm sure everyone in an know, unconnected way. But you two, you two must have things that, that you know you, you they're so clear in your. I mean, you've got a shitload of things. You've nonsense at the head, but you know, Kate, you've got <laughs> you, you must have things that like you remember so so you know so vividly, and not a lot of people do. I can't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know what other people think, Vish. This is the great mystery of <laughs> oh, you've got to- you've got comments turned off, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the great mystery of my mind. I feel like I feel like the main things I like in games are just things that aren't the main bits that we even talk about, like not the goals. I like just like an amusing bit of skill that no one notices. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Um do you remember is it Fabrizio Micoli? Yeah. Uh do you remember his little um feet off the floor turn for Benfica. Yes. Which I think was his special move, but he does one which is just so slick. The, he basically, he's, he jumps around the ball in midair and somehow he's, turns a defender. It's kind of like his version of the Quatamot Blanco bunny hop. See what, see what I'm talking about? I don't know what Although he's Although this is the Mexican thing though. Right, right. Yeah. Tell me more. You know where he, he like puts the ball between his feet and then just jumps. Well, he doesn't do it anymore, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of these moments I think that I remember and other people don't because 
I grew up in an age when not all football was on television. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's a that's a big difference. So I, I could be making up anything from like 1988, and you'd never know, would you? Oh, as in stuff you went to that we could yeah, never we yeah, can yeah. never have seen. Yeah. And it's exactly. just locks in there. Exactly. Isn't that weird? Isn't that what Jonathan Wilson does? Probably. Yeah. That's right. what he sells. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hungary used to be good, did they? <laughs> Oh, check that one with the lawyers. Um, <laughs> shirtfootballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble, especially if you've got something you think no one else has ever seen. Spurs 2, Southampton 3, the final score in this one. This was also a barn burner. Southampton go up to 10th. Ralph Hasenhutl afterwards said that this was the best performance that he's ever seen from his team. So when he says that, they, yeah. Southampton often go on a terrible run. Yeah. Do you remember against Liverpool when he cried when they beat Liverpool? Yes. And I don't. I think they only. And he won does this kind game. of jolting celebration that yeah. makes him look a little bit like he's malfunctioning, <laughs> <laughs> like he's buffering while celebrating. Yeah. yeah Waistcoat's too tight. Yeah, yeah. It might be that. Yeah. He, he, so he, I think for the for the equaliser, mm. he gave a lot to the crowd. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, I, I've covered games at Spurs, and the direction he went in, he, he would have been doing it to the press. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you get quite good press, mate. Like, like, all right, yeah. <laughs> Hello, but um, yeah, he was he was proper on it yesterday. Yeah, as were as was James Ward Prowse. Yes, yeah, very good, Southampton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to talk about. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Um, look, what's to say about this? It was it was an excellent performance for them. They managed to two goals in two minutes completely turned the tide of the game after it looked as though the tide of the game had been turned. Well, with Spurs, Spurs looked as if goal, they were going to get away goal. with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, because Southampton were really, really good. Um, it's, it's a weird feeling, isn't it? Because you, you get to the end and you feel that Southampton deserved it. But if you're Spurs, you're how did we let that get away? Mm. Even, yeah, it's true. Even, even though it's a fair result on the on the, on the balance of play. Yeah, in the in the moment of the Son goal. So what happened in the build up that they were all quite pissed off about was the coming together of yeah. Emerson, wasn't it, Ambrosia? Um, did you think that was it, it, it wasn't a coming together he leaned on the back of his neck well they leapt and he wasn't looking so we're he, saying he, he everyone lent, else thinks it's a free kick his, he used his forearm and leant on the back of his neck it's the most obvious I, I, it's one of those what is the point of VAR ones right. it's, yeah, it's just okay. so obvious uh, but although, although I guess there's a million things that you could get stuck into Emerson Royale about about that performance uh, yeah so, so maybe that's not in the top three. Oh god, yeah. For this, what was it? The second Southampton goal was that when he just put his leg up and completely missed it. I, I well, there's, also... there's the third one where he just doesn't know where Shea Adams is, and Shea Adams like he's got completely his feet unmarked. on the ground yeah. as, he, as yeah. he as he heads it in, isn't he? Yeah. A diving header that was yeah. didn't even need to really move. Um, yeah, that was a bit of a shame, especially because I went to the FA Cup game at the weekend and I thought Emerson was great and I thought it was a big moment of uh, uplift and everything was well, going to be perfect. it turns out, surprise, surprise, that he's uh, great on the front foot and uh, not so great on the back foot. Yeah. But they knew that when they signed him, though. Yeah. Well, I always wonder with that kind of stuff. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with fullbacks who are a bit, you know, leaky at the back. But you'd surely, if you'd, <laughs> if you'd signed someone, um, then surely you, you should have signed them with an idea that, right, this is how we mitigate for that. Yeah. Doesn't really, yeah, yeah it's all a bit absurd. So I thought yesterday, you know, the, it seemed the difference was in the middle and it seemed that Ward Prowse's passing ability had him ahead of whoever Spurs tried to play in that, you know, in that middle. And 
eventually that dictated the game. And I feel like it speaks to a lot of Spurs games that I've seen this season and last season, whereby they're brilliant in transition. They do a lot of their best attacking work when they stretch the game one way and then they go the other. Mm. But when it slows down a little bit and when they have to almost, from a standing start, they seem to struggle. They Agreed. They kind of nominally pass it around the back or around midfield, but they don't really seem to have anyone who's who plays that, you know, that low percentage, ball, almost in the way that Bruno Fernandes used to do, you know, doing his start for United. That's That's been the case for Spurs, I feel, for quite a long time. And how they used to circumvent that in like the early days of Mourinho, it's like... Alderweireld became their main playmaker. Didn't yeah, he? right. He'd just like bash it into the channel, and then you know Son slash Ali slash Kane would 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 move on to it. The midfield needs work, and um, Conte knows that. And I think that's why that's the area that that he's addressed. He's doing. I, I think he's using a very similar template to the one he used at Inter, and I, I do think he'll he'll get there. But I think. Well, he's already discussed this, isn't it? The, the fact that the team was like worse than he expected it to be yeah. when 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 he arrived, and you know he's, he's quite sort of blunt about that. But you know, I, I quite like his rage being fueled. I think yeah, it's I good for the spectacle, that isn't it? Seems yeah. like bullshit to me. I don't know. I think that's what quite the, a lazy... the rage. No, no, the rage is one hundred percent Conte, isn't it? That's his whole tool. This is his whole mm. tool of how he like forces people to do whatever it is he yeah. wants and and buy the players he wants, but. Um, I don't. If he's really saying that he didn't know the quality of the team before he arrived, that's not very. Comf- I don't think that's a very good thing to say. I don't well, think I, really, I don't. I, I, I don't think, think that's I think a brilliant piece of analysis. Is e- it? Everyone pretended to watch <laughs> Spurs under Nuno, but no one actually wanted to do it. Oh, then we, did, so we didn't play that many games under Nuno. I was going to say Bentancur was um, the introduction of it. So he came on a, uh, on the hour mark, and that was quite. Um, I thought it was quite promising, but of course we conceded two in two mm. minutes when he was on the pitch. So I don't know. Do you do you have stuff to say about Bentancur? Do you, can you? Because I I don't know. I I don't I've watched a lot of Juve, but I, from what I understand is that they were more disappointed to lose him. Um, it, it felt like he wasn't getting anywhere there, and I, right. I think that's that's the thing with him more than Kulusevski. Kulusevski seemed like collateral. Bentancur seemed genuinely stuck and in need of a move. Oh, okay. I, 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 I thought, and that that is the thing. I mean, like going backwards a bit, talking talking to Delhi actually. I, th- I think some of the criticism that like he attracted for his performance after he came on at St James's Park, well, he hasn't played. played consistently for ages. Yeah. That is the thing about picking people up in in January. You know, it, it is. It's either desperate or it's bargain hunting. It's, it's, it's one of the two. And in a lot of occasions, you're going to have to be patient with players while they play themselves into into form. Uh, last game of the night that we're going to quickly get to, Manchester City beat Brentford 2-0. Goals, uh, penalty from Mares and Kevin De Bruyne scored on around 70 minutes. Uh, oh, Mares is eighth in seven games. But the main talking point on this is that Pep Guardiola is upset that... Mares, uh, Grealish, and Kyle Walker went on a night out, including the kit man, and he didn't get invited. Is that one of his pep jokes where he's like, Haha, I didn't get invited. I'm gonna uh, angry at all of you for going yeah. out in the first place. Well, I mean, he said they were all perfect, but then Grealish and Kyle Walker didn't play. <laughs> I don't, I'm just I'm just putting out the facts. Of, co- of, of course, they didn't invite him. Why would you want Pep looming at one of your nights out? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't know what we can infer from that. I'm not asking the listeners to infer anything from that. Can actually. he relax? No. Is he a relaxer? Is he, or is he, would he just be constantly, is he like that person when you go for after work drinks who's constantly talking about work? I think maybe yes he would be that one with definitely aren't there all sorts of stories of him like going for a drink with fellow managers and then making them sit there with the pepper pots for like 20 hours while they they try and reframe football I mean do you reckon they discussed it beforehand and Grealish guys now bring Gary Kasparov fuck it (laughs) (laughs) I mean that I imagine Kasparov's amazing on a night out no yeah and I imagine Grealish will be thinking that as well (laughs) (laughs) what do you do (laughs) are are you top three chess players (laughs) I like the little horsey. <laughs> Sorry, Aussie. You use your Aussie. Oh, where's your fucking rug, mate? Says Jack Grealish. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Brentford are being dragged into a relegation scrap and all we can do is mock Pep Guardiola. Also... Because it doesn't feel real, does it? Because no. they started well. We love the stadium. Thomas Frank, what a legend. Now Ivan Tony, whatever. They're, they're the real palace, aren't they? Yes, from, yeah. From before. Also... That's the thing. I don't know what the most disappointing thing about this game was. A, that Christian Eriksen's not ready to play yet. Mm. Or B, that Antonio Conte's trying to sign him before he's made his bloody <laughs> debut amazing, for amazing, Brentford. Isn't it? Yeah. Why is that disappointing? I think it's good. <laughs> it's almost like someone else, someone, someone else has done the medical screening. And they're yeah. like, oh, we passed that. Fine. We'll take him then. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's a little bit of that. Yeah. I don't. I mean, that doesn't seem like the least sensible thing in the world. No, but the, yeah, the, the you know, even just like listing through all the things people like about Renford, including Ericsson, it's like, God, we're really going to relegate the Tweenies. Like, <laughs> this is really going to happen, isn't it? Oh no! I, I mean, again, I, I think they're too good for that, and I think a couple of things that you see from Brentford is that they're they're readjusting how they play. Because they recognise that there is a threat of relegation, they're not. Yeah. They're not in this headspace where they think, no, 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 we got points on the board, we started well, we're playing good football, we're we're above this. I think that's the thing with Ericsson, Actually, there's this sense that you know, especially because of Spurs, Ericsson, we think he's a luxury player for Brentford, or you know, he's he's the he's going to come in there and be the ten. I, I don't think that's necessarily the case because if you look at the way he played. Inter in the second half of the season there where they, where they won the championship he played a little bit deeper Conte got him to play differently and that's the interesting thing I think about Conte going in there and, and, and saying he's interested in that he spent most of the first year that he was in, into trying to sell him brutalising yeah. he's like you know, you know you're, you're not I my kind of so guy clearly because you're he'd too been quiet. Forcing, forcing his exit from Spurs and then he went to Inter and was yeah, like that's, not that's right. and basically yeah. they couldn't shift him because he was earning too much money I know this all seems like about 10 years ago now, <laughs> yeah. but in the, in the second half of that season, when in Ericsson's words, he grasped what Conte wanted, that changed everything. And he played a little bit deeper. Now, I wonder if Brentford will actually benefit from him being a little bit deeper and the, him then being able to control the game in their own half a little bit better. Mm, lovely. But I know, we'll see. So Brentford fans, the reason for the relegation scrap comment is 14th at the moment, but they've played 24 games and everyone else around them has played. Uh, and we're overlooking the fact that fewer. the teams at the bottom are at the bottom because they don't win games. Of course. Exactly, and this is, yeah. clear, I mean, clearly we've said a number of times you'd rather have, yeah. you'd rather have games done Although, you know, than you can, speculative future potential Burnley yeah, wins. But you, can get, you can get on a run, can't you? You can yeah. get on a yeah. run. Tonight, it is Liverpool against Leicester, Wolves versus Arsenal. Can Leicester get on a run? 
Um, Me too. Liverpool man and Leon legend Zed and Shakiri has joined Chicago Fire, by yeah, the way. Baby. It's a perfect moment to mention this. They call him the Lake Michigan Messi. I, mean, I prefer I preferred Vish calling him the Minecraft Messi. Yeah, that that, that wasn't was that wasn't me. I wasn't think it, it was um, uh, Sam Vish from India. Yeah, but it's so it's so good. Yeah. Leon, Leon have played an absolute blinder here, like signing Shakiri on far too big wages, and then managing to dump him for a profit six months down the line after he has like a really good last game. They've, play, they've played an absolute blind. To so people who are basically grateful as well. Yeah. Um, if you want more of Andy Brassel, we are back with a brand new episode of On the Continent later today. Andy and Dotton are with Lars Shivertson to ask what on earth is happening at Borussia Dortmund. Talk about Ada Hegerberg's comments about the state of women's football in France and look ahead to PSG versus Real Madrid in the Champions League. Who wouldn't want more of that delicious stuff on tomorrow's show? Even more of Andy. It's Marcus, Luke <laughs> and Brass. You're, you're not really selling this product, are you? <laughs> he's working and... hard enough. He's working yeah. very hard at the moment, Our listeners. You should be very nice to Andy Brassel. Um, lovely to see you, mate. Uh, oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to... He's already onto that exit. <laughs> Sorry, Do you need a hug, Andy? <laughs> you're working absurdly hard. You have one. You can have I'm, one. I'm just going to get on the desk for a little bit of a... Little nap. Shut eye. Yeah, good idea. I used to do that actually when I used to do travel news and also have a full time job working for a technology company. Really? It's actually quite fun spying on people, going about their business in their cars. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> see you next time, Vish. Yeah, you'll probably see me before I see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Creator Network. Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.